we get to our guest, a quick message from our sponsor. We've had the COVID virus, and now we have the monkeypox virus. And we found out that a month or two before each of them, there were simulations of how they might be spread upon the world. What do our globalist masters have in store for us next? You can be sure there's something. But what can you do about it? The best thing you can do is to keep your immune system resistant, resilient, and clean. You can do that by going to zstacklife.com. Dr. Zelenko has developed a system, a protocol supplement system that has saved thousands of patients that he treated with very few hospitalizations. You can go to zstacklife.com and get the ZStack protocol. You can get the protocol for children and the detox formula. If you go to zstacklife.com and use promo code CDM, you can get a 5% discount for off all of the products. So keep your immune system healthy as we wait for the next virus to come down the pike. Go to promo to go to zstacklife.com and use promo code CDM for a 5% discount. And now let's get to our guest. Welcome to In Plain Sight. This is our global conversation. And uh, today we have our friend Nadara Lopez Garrity with us. And Nadara, hello. Welcome hello. to the show. <laughs> uh, Nadara, you're head of the Ohio chapter for Children's Health Defense, but you've, you've also, you know, you were born overseas. You know, you, you have an international flair to you, uh, you know, and an interest. And so today when we're on the show, you know, we want to dive deep into how the international stage plays out in a state like Ohio where you are, because you're head of the chapter of the Children's Health Defense there. And you've also of the, you know, the legislation and trying to protect the children and protect everybody, you know, um, with integrity when it comes to, you know, COVID and the shots, you know, the vac so-called vaccinations. So give us your perspective, first of all, about how you see, you know, any of these world players, the World Health Organization or the, um, the World Economic Forum affecting people in Ohio, because I don't think people really see those connections of the dots. No, and as a matter of fact, there was uh, a meeting that I had a few weeks ago with legislatures, member of the legislatures, and it was noted that as far as they're concerned that the COVID pandemic and anything associated with it is over, which mm -hmm. for any individuals who follow or are paying attention to the pharmaceutical industry, the World Health Organization and the World Economic Forum, it is clear that the COVID-19 failed pandemic approach is far from over. And right. it's actually quite the contrary. They are revamping. And there's several things that individuals can look to as evidence of such. So as evidence of those efforts is the Pfizer BioNTech's current announcement of yet another 3.2 billion vaccine agreement with the U.S. government, despite last week's confession from Dr. Deborah Burt before Congress members that right. previous 
claims that vaccinated could not transmit COVID-19 during the White House COVID briefings, which was all based on, according to her, it was all based on hopes, essentially lies, instead of any tangible evidence of such misleading claims. So, you know, that we have that aspect of it. And just a couple of weeks after the heartless approval of the COVID vaccines for infants over six months and children under the age of five, which is a demographic that is not even at considerable risk of serious health consequences from SARS-CoV-2 infection, the FDA vaccines VERPA committee voted 12 to one on Tuesday of last week to add the Omicron component to the COVID-19 boosters by this fall, despite objections made by panel members noting of the lack of data showing the bivalent vaccines, which means of course the containing of the Wuhan variant and the Omicron variant is either safe or effective for the age groups that have already been approved. When as matter of fact, the FDA also voted in favor of the future framework on, on June 28th, which means that the new formulations that are starting in August will be devoid of any clinical trials and instead will be called biologically similar. It's an absolute reckless and dangerous risk. Not that they conducted, of course, any fraudulent free clinical trials to begin with, which makes it all the more concerning. And of course, one of the things that I found ironic in those meetings was that even a staunch vaccine proponent like Dr. Paul Offit, who is the director of the Vaccine Education Center um, in Philadelphia, actually was among the two members who voted against the initiative, acknowledging that the move to new variant vaccines was happening too fast with too little data. And essentially the truth is, is we're not gonna have any data. So there's another member as well who voted against it. And I dare say, you know, besides the fact that we don't have the clinical data, which is very dangerous, Mm -hmm. The latest data from VAERS showed that there are now over 1.3 million reports of adverse events, which is an outrageous number that we know is drastically underreported. And that includes over 29,000 deaths and over 240,000 serious injuries. And that's between December 2020 and June 2022. Now, we know that all of this is part of the global reset that Klaus Schwab and his World Economic Forum transhumanist globalists are pushing, including the World Health Organization's to do away with our bodily and health autonomy, rights to privacy, informed consent, freedom to mobilize at a local and global level without coercive tactics such as vaccine certificates and the financial tracking, and which is and the financial tracking of individuals via that system. And now we have added to that the global threat of witnessing the food shortages and ensuing food crisis if this continues. So in sum, our God-given fundamental human rights and freedoms, which are the pillar of our democracy as a sovereign nation, are attempted to be undermined and obliterated by the push from this global reset. It's an, it's an amazing story when you think about it, because it's, it, you, you, one would think that this was a sci-fi novel, except, oh, except for it's, it's real life. So when, those, when, when you told these legislators like, you know, get your heads out of cement. And, you know, here's the reality. What was their reaction? Did they believe it? Yeah. Is, is it so they don't, they don't believe it because it's too far removed? Too far removed and they're too focused on their political careers. That's what it boils down to. In Ohio, we have elections again coming up. Right. So, you know, and, and the General Assembly ends by the end of this uh, 104th 
uh, general assembly season. Mm -hmm. So that's what their focus is. And it's, it's very hard to get people to wrap their heads around the reality of what's going on. And we've had this conversation before, Christine, I come from Venezuela. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that when we see authoritarian regimes take over, there's certain steps that take place when it comes to these tools of the oppressors that they find very effective. And one of them is censorship. Then we have fear mongering, et cetera. And it's very, very prevalent. I think one of the things and one of the problems is that people are way too complacent, way too complacent. We have the compliance issue and it, it's really time to, to step up to the plate, you know, people need to learn to barter right, right now, you know, form these communities. We have, yes, we need to pay attention to what's going on in our legislature because in the meantime, while they can attempt to, right now, when they come back, for instance, in Ohio, when they come back to session, it's gonna be what they refer to as lame duck. Mm -hmm. And the problem with that is that that's when they start to sneak in legislations that in the past have tempted to remove and obliterate our fundamental human rights and freedom. So not only do we have to pay attention to current legislation that we actually want to pass and try to move those along, but we also have to be vigilant in trying to ensure that nothing else gets obliterated, nothing else gets violated throughout that process. You know, I, I was thinking a couple of weeks ago when they, um, the G7 and the, the NATO uh, meetings were already scheduled. <clears throat> but when President Biden went to uh, Asia and he was in Japan and then he invited uh, South Korea, Japan, Australia and New Zealand to the NATO meeting in Madrid, you know, which just ended uh, last week. I thought, wow, he's 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 rolling the drums for World War Three. There's no reason for those four countries to be included in the NATO meeting unless you wanted to focus on Russia. And then when he had his announcement at the end of the meeting and uh, in Madrid, you know, Biden talked about all the toys and everything that they have to go up against Putin. And I thought I keep thinking to myself, is that going to be the real reset? Is that from everything that's happened with the pharma and the corruption? Is that how we're going to get everybody's attention? off what's going on in terms of the pharma corruption because we're because this is going to explode in probably the next couple months because there's no reason to have all of these all of these weapons you know and and i i think i think about the people that live in the southern hemisphere in our world um they're not they're not with this and um and and the africans ho they're standing up in, in most most of the countries, I think, except for Peru and Uruguay, um, they're standing up to the WHO and what's going on. But I mean, it's it's, it's a tragic situation because it's such a it's such a huge level of corruption to push this through. And I don't I don't know. How, I don't know how we bring it back. I don't know how we get the, you know, the, pe the people in Iowa, the people in uh, Missouri to understand that they really need to wake up. You know, it's interesting because the World Health Organizations and the globalist cronies have been trying to monopolize the health systems worldwide mm -hmm. for, quite frankly, for decades. But now, you know, through the creation of the international pandemic treaty that was currently a threat that would have made the World Health Organization the sole arbitrator and maker of right. pandemic matters, 
that is something that I noticed that quite frankly, it did not get the attention that it merited, right? And it's all by design. Now, Tedros had also stated that this, his central prior priority as a director general of the WHO was to push the world towards establishing a universal health coverage. And we have to keep in mind that that's coming from the same criminal organization responsible for sterilizing over 500,000 women in Kenya, leaving them infertile against their will. And it is also the same organization that is still, people need to realize, this is not done. They, they're still pushing the COVAX program to mass vaccinate most of humanity against a virus that, quite frankly, most individuals have already been exposed to. And then conveniently ignoring all the peer-reviewed scientific literature that has shown that natural immunity is far superior and robust. And moreover, it is we're talking about a vaccine as well, well that we know that even Bill Gates admitted during the recent World Economic Forum does right. not prevent transmission or contraction. It I, is we have to. I have to interrupt you there because I thought it was pretty. It was pretty interesting. He was he was on the mm -hmm. panel with the uh, Paul. Kagame from Rwanda. Yes. Rwanda is supposed to be now the new African ground zero for the fourth revolution, industrial revolution that uh, Schwab talks about. But, I, you know, it was interesting because Gates said during the World Economic Forum on that stage, he said, well, if it doesn't mm -hmm. cause transmission, if it doesn't pre prevent disease, what's the point of having it mandated? And I thought that should that should be the lead for the mainstream media at that point in view, mm -hmm. because the guys mm -hmm. admitting this was a failure. Oh, absolutely. A complete right. failure. You know, Ed Dowd, in a recent interview, he said something that struck me. He's a former executive of BlackRock. And he said that if I had a dog that received a rabies vaccine over and over again and still got rabies, I would be asking questions. And I mean, and we're seeing this, right? right? Individuals who have been vaccinated. Not only that, there's negative efficacy now which means that they become more susceptible to contracting not only COVID, but also worsening of disease. And mm -hmm. I experienced it with my own family, those individuals who decided to give in to the peer pressure, who wanted to travel, wanted to be able to work, which I understand that is something that everybody is facing and it's very, very difficult, but individuals must know that they, they have rights. And at the end of the day, um, it was, was it, I think it was Austria, Christine, if I correct me if I'm wrong, but they were the European countries that were more adamant initially right. about mandating vaccines. And right now they're actually pulling back from that because up to 60% of individuals did not opt to get vaccinated, which shows the power of standing up for what individuals believe in and protecting our bodily autonomy, our God-given inalienable rights and freedoms. It's very powerful. It, very well, it, is very, it is very powerful. And, and I remember a, a retired Austrian uh, politician who's a friend of mine was very much, you know, he's gotten his shots, his booster. He, he thought that the Austrian way of doing it was okay. And I, and I said to him, Joseph, what, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Right. You know, I, I mean, and, and, he, and he said, well, and his whole mindset was, that somebody who's unvaccinated is going to harm him. And so he was doing the right thing to protect everybody else. I said, that's a bunch of bollocks, you know, but, but it's how people are sold the story. It's, it's whatever the, the statement is that pushes your button so that you can be, you can basically 
come over to the other side. And and quite frankly, it's it's been a pretty fabulous. Um, it's far far more effective than I thought it would be. I thought more people would resist. I really did. I thought more people in the mm-hmm. world would resist. I thought more people in the world would resist in 2020 when they told people to stay home, you know, until your lips turn blue. <clears throat> um, it, it, it never made an it, it stay home because uh, of social distancing. It, I mean, this this whole thing is a bunch of bollocks. And I mean, and I'm not saying that the that the disease isn't real. It is. But it's it's it, and, and but it's certainly, you know, it's very interesting to me when you go back and you ask people who were in the covid units in the ICUs, the doctors, what were the demographics that you saw in Oregon, in London, in India? And over and over and over again, people will say people with diabetes, people with heart issues, mm-hmm. people who were obese. And that's even in America, too. The underlining, if, if you and it's not saying that somebody the very thin and very athletic didn't die. All right. But that was who was that's a demographic that was in the hospitals tore uh in 2020 when they got sick so we're not telling the truth about this we're talking about hospital beds as opposed to real human beings we're not, we haven't really put a face on this the way that we should have you know it's not a flag it's not it's not uh you know it's not numbers anymore that's that, that's what's so tragic about this these are real human beings and these people have real lives and it doesn't matter it, it, it's a shame it, you know it saddens if, if somebody died but at the same time this has affected people's lives in ways that some people may never recover oh absolutely and so, I mean, it's the coldness that they that uh the fauci and the and um gates and these people have put on this it just makes makes my head spin i get so angry about this I mean, it's it's uh, it's just sad. It's it's very this whole thing is very sad, and it needs it needs to end because it's not working. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you said it. And the sad part about it too is that by the WHO's own definition of health, which they define as a state of physical and mental and social well-being that is not absent of disease. Right. And you know, they basically they recognize the harm of mental and social well-being is a negative implication of health. Yet the measures that were taken were catastrophic in that respect. Right. And we know, just as the WHO, who had also hypocritically noted in the 2019 pandemic influenza guidelines, that border closures, prolonged school closures, isolation, quarantining of healthy people would do more harm than good, as it has been evident this past few years with increased suicides, increased rates of addiction. And it, I mean, children dying all over the world, famine, malnutrition, it's been devastating. And just besides the psychological impact of isolation and these fear-driven policies that have failed countless worldwide, the COVID response to COVID-19, like I mentioned, it had killed hundreds of thousands of children. And now we have the push for a vaccine for infants and young children under the age of five, we have been obviously they've been vaccinating five to to and, and over for, for a bit now. Now the parents I think are realizing because they do not have exactly the numbers um, that we wanted when it comes to that vaccination, but they're starting the tri- trials on three months old. It's absolutely criminal. If we look at the actual 
scientific literature, if we look at the evidence from even Pfizer's own documents, it shows that two thirds of the children dropped out. It, it's just completely criminal. So how do we how do we tell the people not or how do we get the people that are in Ohio, in Missouri, in this country? Because we can't take on the entire world. But what we can do is maybe wake up some Americans because the U.S. pharmaceutical companies are pushing for this new supply uh, with, you know, and the thing, the thing that's interesting is with this new supply of, of shots, uh, and they're going to incorporate uh, the Omicron possibly into this new shot. And we don't know which Omicron variant it is. So far, I think that there's three variants. Uh, and what I, what I wrote the other day was, you know, it's kind of interesting. So they agreed to, to possibly put a variant, one of the Omicron variants into the new manufacturer, the new COVID shots. But by the time it, it, we get to the fall, when they roll out those new shots, it may be a fourth variant at the time, and it may not work. But they're still going to impose that people, or they're going to suggest to people that they get these this new shot, or why order? Three billion new shots. I mean, the, the whole the whole thing is 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 like cockamamie because they're they're telling people, yes, we're going to spend your taxpayers' dollars for a new shot in America. We're going to roll it out down the road. The situation may change. It may be a new variant at the time, but we're going to we're, we're this is a Russian roulette game. I mean, th these people are gamblers. Absolutely. They're not very smart. They're gamblers because yeah. they haven't done, they haven't done anything that's worked for two and a half years. Nothing no. has worked. No, it's not that they've lied. Nothing they've decided to do has worked. These are morons. No, uh, and if that should be evident by now, uh, to be honest, I think people just need to really do like build a community, uh, stand up for the rights, uh, speak out. I right. think silence is, uh, you know, it's actually being complicit in these crimes. And I say that as well for those individuals who are in levels of authority. I'm talking about not only our public elected officials, but we have doctors and nurses that continuously reach out to us privately because they're afraid one way or another of being disclosed. And quite True. frankly, I mean, we don't have, we, it's not the time for that anymore. That's it. I can tell you that I've been advocating in the state of Ohio for over five years within the legislature, and it started with the Healthy People 2020, the push for the influenza vaccines among the healthcare workers. This has only ramped up, and we know that, to astronomical levels. When we used to go to the legislature and try to advocate for the preservation of fundamental human rights and freedoms of the individuals, especially of the healthcare workers, because we already knew that that's exactly where they were going to start. And that's exactly where they did start, mm -hmm. that we needed to prevent this. And to be honest, Christine, there weren't many people at the time who were standing up. And right now, those individuals that are now facing the you know, the, the entire dire diary of the, the situation are, some of them are starting to realize, but I see that, that there still needs to be a stronger push, a stronger push for individuals to stand up for their rights, to speak out, to be vocal. I mean, for goodness sake, 
children right now. They're, they're, they're going after the children even more so. And I think that's their greatest mistake though. That's well, I, think. I, I would, I would hope it would be the greatest mistake, but at the same time, I, I, you know, they're simultaneously going after the children and there is no liability for unless unless we can prove the fraud, and I I mean we're going to have to we're going to have to prove the fraud um, for the pharmaceutical companies. But right now they don't have any liability in the United States. They don't have any liability wherever they distribute it overseas because that's part of their their contract negotiations. Um, but if they turn it if they turn the health sovereignty over to the WHO, there is you can't sue the WHO. No, you can't no. sue that. I mean, so it, it's it's not just that Joe Biden is a globalist. Joe Biden wants no response. He doesn't want the U.S. government to have any responsibility. Once you hand over the sovereignty and, and the sovereignty is defined as the animal. I mean, the health sovereignty is defined as the animals, plants, human beings under the one global health model, which comes out of the University of California at Davis, um, which is a globalist model. It, 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 it engulfs, you know, the climate change. It engulfs culling of animals. It, invo it involves, you know, all this cockamamie stuff that, that Bill Gates is involved with in terms of, you know, buying up all the all the uh, farming uh, land here in the United mm -hmm. States, and then all, no one's going to eat meat because the animals are dirty. I mean, it, you know, they, 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 these people are living on another planet. I mean, you know, they, they should go with Musk uh, to Mars and leave all of us alone because this is this isn't working for anything. When people talk about living living out their lives, um, but this is this is this is real. It's not a conspiracy. People do talk about it at the World Economic Forum. They do talk about it at the, uh, the World Health Organization. Um, they do buy into it, even in Rwanda, because that's where now all of a sudden Pfizer has a contract with, for the for the uh, vaccination in Rwanda, and they're shipping all these. Uh, it's almost like they're the pre-manufactured labs to produce the mm -hmm. Pfizer vaccination. So there, you, you've got this economic incentive for some of these countries to come in. What is it like in, in the in the Latina community here in the United States? Are they buying into this? Because they know, they know if they came here from another country and it was under communism or, or totalitarian state, they must see this here in the United States as, it, as it's you know evolving. You know, the thing with the Latin community is that we have an idolization per se of the medical community. So what oh, the, just like just like just like we we do in the Catholic Church with the with the priests until they fall off the <laughs> they yeah. fall off the grace of God yeah yeah and that's a good comparison I mean a lot of our countries too are heavily Catholic influenced where yeah they they have that it's almost like a religious indoctrination view of the medical community and until individuals wow. are personally impacted then it makes it harder to wake up that's at least what I've noticed I mean. I'm also, you know, I was also part of that, you know, it's part of that ignorance. And I don't say that in a way to undermine, but it's simply not knowing. I think we've come to a point, though, when it comes to this issue that is so prevalent and it's so in our faces that it is our responsibility to actually, especially, again, when we come, it comes to our loved ones, if we're not going to do it for ourselves, for our children, right, mm -hmm. do mm -hmm. the research 
to educate ourselves. Something right. is not adding up. There has to be that critical thinking. And there is a lack of critical thinking, I feel, nowadays. We are better than we were a few years ago. Mm -hmm. But with, with the entire, I, I mean, just the, the impact, the dire impact that this had and the failed measures, how, how could we not? That's, that's just, well, you know. how could we not, but we still are in this. I mean, that's, that's, mm -hmm. that's the part that is, you know, people have said to me, is there any light at the end of the tunnel? And, and I have to say, I don't see it yet. I, 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 I see that we're going to have to go down a really rough road for mm -hmm. people to really wake up. We're going to, we might, we may have to hit rock bottom and then some, for people to understand how, how, how drastic this is, um, how it doesn't work. Because I think that there still are a lot of people who believe that this is science and it's not, this is gambling. This is, this is, this, this is like an, uh, what do they call those, those machines that it, uh, in casinos where you just put in, the, you put in your money and you just pull it down. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what they're called. Yeah. I, mean, I, just, I just, I, I think that, you know, this is, this is, so crazy, um, but I don't think that I don't think people are there yet. I think it's going to have to be something. Unfortunately, I, I fear that we may have to lose a lot of little children, lose a lot of little children. And I think that we have just lost Nadara. I don't know what happened. There you go. You're back. No, that's Todd. So I don't. We've got some technicalities, folks, but I think we're at the end of our conversation. So I uh, here we go with Nader. You're back. Yes. I got to get Todd out. Okay, there we go. That was very odd. That was very odd, but that's okay. We just we just said I just played sort of a technical sides to this. So, anyways, in closing this out, Nader, uh, let's let's. What do you think? Where, where should tell our audience? where they should be right now because we obviously we've got the the global conversation we've got the local conversation and then we've got the family conversations where should people be and what, what should people really focus on because it, it, this is not going away no it's absolutely not going away i think people should really focus on the fact of not only educating themselves but realizing that if we don't, the dire implications of that is massive. When we are impacted, you had noted, you know, we don't, what, you don't see the ending of this. Mm -hmm. And I do sympathize with that. And at times I feel that kind of doom and gloom, but we have come far. There's many individuals who are not subjecting themselves to destinations, but those that are, and this is my fear, is that they, are gonna learn the hard way, right? And we know, for instance, from Ed Dowd as well, he had noted the fact that there's been an increased excess death. We are now seeing adult SIDS, for goodness sake. SIDS, mm -hmm. we've long known, those of us in the vaccine risk aware community have long known that the incidence of SIDS for infants tends to happen the day off or within two weeks of vaccinations. And it is actually recognized by the vaccine courts that is funded by those of uh, the taxpayers' money, because obviously, you know, they're protected from liability. Mm -hmm. We have long seen this as case of cytokine storms, the entire issues that are here, the tragic, tragic loss of life. 
And so the audience that doesn't understand says we're talking about sudden death syndrome. Absolutely. And now we're seeing it amongst adults. We're seeing amongst athletes. There's gotta, there's gonna be a point, unfortunately, if people continue in the route that they are, and we know this just like with the, the other vaccines, and these ones tend are just proving to be far more dire, is that when it comes to the COVID vaccines and vaccines in general, it's cumulative, right? So right now, individuals, right, even if you know there's some individuals that are thinking, you know, I'm okay, I'm fine, I just had a minor issue, no big deal. Mm -hmm. the fact that they're not even going to moving forward, do any clinical trials whatsoever to see if there is a case and any, any signals, any dire safety signals should in itself be a cause for, you know, stop, you know, yeah. what are we doing? And that was, and that was the, <clears throat> pardon me. That was the, um, 19 to 2 vote this past week. Mm -hmm. They decided at the independent panel at the FDA that they, in fact, were not going to do any clinical trials going forward when they manufacture billions of the new shots, which will include the Omicron variant. I mean, it is insane when you think about this. They are giving the taxpayers money to these pharmaceutical companies to manufacture something that has no safety or efficacy whatsoever with the intent of distributing it here in the United States. It's, yeah. I mean, it is, you, you kind of sit there and go, they just did what? You know, if people really mm -hmm. understood this, because that's, that's how the policy is being pushed at the WHO, the policy is being pushed in Washington, D.C., and then it trickles down to people in your state, for instance, in Ohio or mine in Maryland, where people are forced to do it. And they, they, they don't even know, they don't even know how it happened. No, no. They don't know the politics behind it. They don't know the level of pressure on these politicians. Um, they don't know the level of corruption on the inside. And that's why people have to pay attention because Everything may, it may look as if, well, you know, things are slowing down. It's the summer. People will be outside. It's not. They have plans down the road that will have an impact on everybody's family. Well, absolutely. And look at what the World Economic Forum, Forum going back to January 2021, right. the Davos conference became the vehicle for prom promoting the Great Reset. Mm -hmm. And Schwab, who co-offered the COVID-19 Great Reset Plan, has shamelessly advocating seizing the pandemic as an opportunity to reset and reshape the world, right. which of course right. would entail a draconian global governance, more surveillance of citizens, environment like violations, fundamental human rights under this new technocracy. And Schwab has also clearly advocated for a worldwide digital ID system that would grant access to goods and services and monitor people's online behavior, purchases, biometrics, you name it. What you and eat, what you eat. That, that's, you know, yeah. I mean, he, his, his worldview is um, a little too Nazi for me. Yeah, yeah. Own nothing and be happy by 2030. Mm -hmm. I think essentially the COVID quote unquote pandemic has been used to justify the implementation of a global biosecurity strategy with increased tracking and surveillance with the added intention of implementing, you know, programmable currency that would give the central banks unprecedented and unimaginable power over our spending and consumption. People should be paying more with, you know, cash um, as a result of all of this.
-hmm. And that ultimately the implications of inaction would be catastrophic if we continue to comply. I think that has been our biggest detriment. If we continue to comply and be complicit in those crimes via silence, whether intentional or not, whether we're aware or not, there's Mm -hmm. something wrong and we need to take a stand. So because it could cost humanity literally everything from our bodily autonomy, from the loss of health, financial, you know, the, the, the lack of security and independence. Um, we have the food crisis issue. So ultimately, I think we need to be guided by our critical thinking and not fear, which lends to the destructive compliance. Fear is very disempowering. I don't know, J.P. Sears had said something that really struck me, and it was, you know, we are in the process of either the Great Reset or the Great Awakening. And the choice, and ultimately, pauses or anybody else's, the choice is ours. Right, right. But what are we going to do to take action now to ensure that this doesn't happen? Because we can, and we can win. We know this. And well, actually, I, I, I think God Almighty is going to win in the end. Yeah. And I, I think he's going to wake everybody up and, and he's going to, you know, for those that, that don't wake up, he's going to let them, you know, he's going to let them survive. But it's going to be a rough, it's going to be a rough sailing for everybody. Uh, I, I think if there's nothing, if there's nothing else, people have to hang on to their faith to get yeah. through utter madness. Um, Nadara, we got to give, we have to give the audience some hope, though. What what is what's coming down the pike as you see it in the immediate mm-hmm. future that people need to pay attention to? The okay, well, catalyst for them to wake up if they haven't so far. Within the state of Ohio or in, in general? In general. In general. As a form of hope. Well, I can give them both. Give them both in Ohio. We've got people from Ohio watching the show. So in in Ohio and then overall. Mm-hmm. I think in general, and I can tell you being in this movement for quite some years and dealing with vaccine injury at a personal level, not Mm -hmm. only from before the COVID shots, but also with new family members as well with the COVID shots, is that there is an awakening happening. When you have individuals, I mean, we've had incidents where we have 40%, 60%, and even 80% in some cases of individuals that are taking a stand against this. Mm -hmm. Honestly. Christine, that gives me hope because just a few years ago, we were we, we were ridiculed. We were gaslighted more often than not. At least now, people know this conversation, whereas before we had people, and it's sad. I wish it weren't so. I wish we didn't get to that point, but that's the reality of where we are. And the fact of the matter is this global reset in this movement, since it's not something as of reason, it's something that has been in the works is that we needed to be shaken up. We needed to go back to our roots. We needed to go back to our faith. We need to go back to God, right? That's mm-hmm. ultimately, as you said, that's what's going to save us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I feel like part of this as well, is it's kind of like coming back to, to, to that which is most sacred and that we need to protect. So there's that aspect of it. I see right now, even despite with issues within the legislature that in, within the state of Ohio, that has been very disenchanting to say the least. You know, just recently there's a medical right to refuse constitutional amendment that was finally um, approved by the uh, by Jost, so the Attorney General. And I'm gonna, if you don't mind, I'm gonna pull it up here and I'm gonna read some some of it. So the amendment 
would procure that individual's rights to refuse any medical procedure, treatment, injection, vaccine, prophylactic, pharmaceutical, medical device shall be absolute, and that no law, rule, or regulation, person, employer, and tidy of or healthcare provider shall require, mandate, or coerce any person to receive or use a medical procedure, treatment, injection, vaccine, prophylactic, pharmaceutical, or medical device, nor shall they be discriminated against. Uh, for exercising those rights. So essentially this initiative was approved last month by the Ohio Attorney General mm -hmm. and it will be reviewed by the Ohio ballot board that is responsible for determining whether the proposal ballot initiative contains a single constitutional amendment and that's going to happen this Tuesday at 10 a.m. and it's going to be at the, held at the Ohio State House. It is going to be live stream, it's going to be televised, people can attend and after the Ohio ballot board certificates certifies it, then the ballot initiative team will start gathering signatures and essentially, hopefully it would be in the ballot next year. Now I will caution that it's very important for anyone if you know pushing this to ensure that we are successful with it and we have to have the numbers so we don't get into another situation like Maine a few years back whereby they lost their religious exemptions. But that in itself, the fact that that was approved is it's huge. Huge. It's huge. It's basically saying, don't, you know, everybody has the right to make make their own choices. Medicine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, which, is, which is what they should be doing. Yeah. You know, there was, I, I, I often, I often think about um, when my, my mother had a lot of, uh, operations when I was when I was a child she had she had a lot of replacements because she had rheumatoid arthritis and I can I can remember as a child my parents going in for consultations it wasn't the doctor telling my parents what was going to happen it was getting their advice and that was getting a second opinion and a third opinion um, and then they made the decision and so th this is so foreign to me of people telling people you have to do something and they don't have a choice. I just, I, it is, it is incongruent from my life experience where someone that who has no relationship with other human beings would be dictating to them what they're going to put into their bodies. Yeah. I, it, it is, it is so foreign that, that, uh, you know, if there isn't a time in the world for people to stand up for freedom, this is it. This is it. This 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 is when you really understand what freedom is. On that note, Nadara, I wanted to leave on a higher note for for, for the audience, but it but it but you know, people need to pay attention. It's not over. That's the most important message coming out of this out of this show. And then good luck next week with everything that's happening in Ohio and at the state house. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, you know, and your advocacy also within Ohio. We love you very much. Oh, listen, we had a great time in Ohio when we were out there. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Take care.